Today is Friday, March 3rd, 2023, and you are listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Today, Catholic's gonna Catholic. Um, I can't stress this enough, but everyone's gonna hate me. Um, I, I am not trying to rail against Catholics or specific uh, people of denominations. Um, the problems I and the people in this podcast are going to have is with doctrines of, for example, the Catholic Church or Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormonism. Our problem is not with, like, you know, good little innocent par uh, practitioners of these denominations who have no idea what their denomination or their cult or sect or whatever actually teaches. So if they legitimately are like, hey, I don't know, um, you know, uh, someone told me about this, they're Mormon, I'm Mormon, like they told me about Jesus and he died for my sins and, and that's, I believe that and that's all I know. And they gave me a book of Mormon, but I, I haven't read it yet. I'll get around to it someday. I just, you know, go to a Mormon church. They just talk about being a good moral person. And I read my Bible on my own about the life of Christ and, you know, his salvation. And, like, my problem is not not with those people. Um, I mean, if I could talk to them, I would definitely say, hey, you're in a you're in a bad place, in my humble opinion. Get the heck out of there. Um, but um, I, I don't want to sound like I'm condemning all Catholics or something like that. And I certainly am not because a lot of the Catholics I personally know have no idea when we talk about this stuff. They're like, I, I don't believe you. I have no idea this stuff exists in my doctrine. I'm like, it does. And some of them check it out and they're like, yeah, man, that was that was weird. I need to reevaluate some stuff. Um, but uh, as far as the actual doctrine and, and the Catholic Church, yes, um, this is where our our heat is directed. So we talk about that uh, some and then similar... <laughs> Uh, similar yet not the same things about Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses and, uh, you know, the problems with their doctrine and how they they start off with the right idea of the gospel. And if someone, you know, just a non-denominational, biblical, first century understanding of the gospel, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, they're all going to just kind of hand wave it away and be like, yeah, that's great, that's wonderful. Um, and it's only like later down the path that they will introduce you to doctrines that would be really problematic for the Bible. So um, that's that's kind of where we're headed. Um, in this discussion, which is the entire discussion. So strap in, buckle up, and also feel free to check out the, and by feel free, I mean do it, uh, check out the Ask a Christian book available on Amazon to get a deeper insight as to what we do and what we've done and why we're doing it. You can also check out the Ask a Christian store and get some merchandise to uh, facilitate discussions about this hope you have and how you can share it more easily. Um, guarantee you wear a shirt like this um, that you're going to find in the store and you're going to probably get some questions about it. Um, and then you can generally just click the giant link. Well, it's a small link that says support us because we po. Um, anyways, have an awesome weekend and uh, I'll see you later. Had to cut this one short because um, I got to take my vomiting cat to the vet. So stay tuned for updates. Um, if anyone's wondering about my wondering about my plumbing disaster, um, as of now, it seems like water is not shooting out and flooding my house. So um, praise be. Um, now I have a sick cat. Everyone take care. Bye. Hi. Uh, I need to take a break from Facebook, but it's such a good content generator. I mean, you know, content that creates controversy. But um, there's this there's this post somewhere between Chris, you being like, oh, you're Catholic. You're going straight to Satan. And other people being like, Catholics are wonderful. Um, they're my brother in Christ. I agree with them on everything. So somewhere between that, I think I'm narrowing it down a little bit more. So the run of the mill Catholic, that's like... Um, you know, yeah, I believe the gospel, like just as you say, death, burial, resurrection of Christ. You know, I, I don't see why we need church tradition. And then they'll say something like, you know, the Catholic Church teaches it and it's fine. And it seems it seems good. But 
yeah, what you say about putting the gospel on a post-it note, that sounds reasonable. So I guess it's just a bonus or a cherry on top to Catholicism. You know, guys wear funny hats and robes and, you know, weird stuff with incense. And, you know, that just seems fine. Um, it's like Christian cosplay. I don't know. Like a very lighthearted, like unindoctrinated type of Catholic person that, that believes the gospel enough. And then you ask them about faith versus works. They're kind of confused because they don't really haven't really got that far. They're just like, I, I believe Jesus. He was crucified, right? And rose from my sins and stuff. It's like, okay, sweet. So somewhere between that Catholic, which I think most of the run-of-the-mill Catholics we talk to are, but then there's like the, the Catholic apologists that are like hardcore, like you would be burned at the stake if you're not part of like Mother Church or something. And these seem to be the type that come out of the woodwork on these Facebook groups. And there's this one girl that posted something. Um, I'm not going to read the actual post because it's like, a, I mean, it's like a book um, about how the Catholic church is the one true church. And then she like attacks each and every denomination, like eat or like each and every uh, type of like Orthodox, uh, you know, Protestants, blah, 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 all this stuff. So, and it's about how do you basically, she'll just say kind of like what we say the gospel is. And she's like, but there's so much more to that. And then she goes on this whole like diatribe about it. So I simply made a reply. I'm like, it's not rocket science. You could here, I said it again. I didn't even reread my post this morning. I'm like, it's not rocket science. You can fit the gospel on a post-it note. We are new creations in Christ. We have God living with us. We have the luxury. Uh, oh, that that's what one of the, the thing I was re replying to was. She was talking about the Protestants, how we read the Bible. She's like, you read the Bible and you don't even know Catholics put it together. I'm like, almost all of us know Catholics put it together. Anyway, so um, that was her argument. It's like, well, if you trust Catholics to put the Bible together, well, then why do you trust it? And I'm like, well, besides the fact that we took eight books out, the Apocrypha. Anyway, so that's where I was coming from is the Bible coming. So I'm like, we have God living with us. We have the luxury of the Bible. But if we didn't, that would be all we need. Uh, then she says, the gospel is important, <laughs> but it is not the fullness of faith. The gospel is just the good news. Oh, well, if it's just the good news, okay, then. Let's just throw that aside. I say the gospel is the key to eternal life. That trumps everything else. Sure, there are other parts. This doesn't go on forever, I promise. Sure, there are other parts to faith and, and the here and now of this planet, this world, and a more comprehensive view of Christianity. But the gospel is the ultimate point of Christianity, the thing that gets us to be with God forever. Nothing beats that. If we have, um, if you have that and nothing else, that's all you need. The other stuff is nice, but it's just a bonus. Almost done. She says, I disagree. We need church authority to teach us what the gospel is, authenticate it, what it means, and how to apply it to our lives. Otherwise, it's each to his own. How can we know for sure that St. Paul was, was speaking about the version of the gospel you know and cherish? Those are just words on paper authenticated by a church you call corrupt and unworthy of her membership. I actually didn't in this sentence, but I mean, I guess you can read my mind. Um, I say, last one, good Lord, repent. Stop doing what you know is wrong and believe the gospel. Romans 10, 9 and 10, believe and confess Jesus' death, burial, resurrection. Pray to him for forgiveness to be born again, to give you eternal life. That's it. We don't need men dressed in robes and funny hats to interpret that. Anyway, so I guess all that to say, those type of Catholics, oh, goodness, man. Um, yeah, I've, I've got big, big disagreements with that. It's like, oh, well, the gospel, you know, that's, that's, that's just a little bit like, that's okay, but we don't really need that so much. You need the church authority. I'm like, what? I'm like the gospel is all you need. If you're stuck on a desert Island, all you need is the gospel. Thoughts, Chris? I'm at the doctor's office right now. Um, I, <laughs> Now's I, the time. I, I could <laughs> say something yeah. very quick. So 
basically, this is the thing. I believe that there there can be certain Catholics that are saved as long as they believe in Jesus and believe in the gospel. But again, the Catholic Church, I don't know, man, it's very problematic. Uh, I've went to a you know Catholic Church in my country here where I live multiple times. I've seen statues of different saints, statues of Mary, them bowing down to the statue of Mary, lighting candles. And it all felt like, you know, weird, right? Because, you know, when you read the Gospels, we're not supposed to be making graving images. We're not supposed to be bowing down to statues or, you know, um, associating divinity with things that are not God, right? So, I mean, it's very problematic. And I don't need to really... Think about, you know, for example, say that the Catholics compiled the Bible. Therefore, you know, the earliest denomination in Christianity is Catholicism. I mean, I don't need to think too much because I just have to read the letters of the apostles. And through their letters and their epistles, I'll understand what's their view, right? When you read Paul, you re when you read the letters of Paul, you read, you know, the epistles of Peter, epistle, epistle of James, and you read the gospels of what Jesus spoke, you can basically have an you can basically have the full picture of what the right belief is and when you look at a lot of catholic traditions they're not in agreement to what the gospel says the problem with the catholic church is the traditions that they kept increasing traditions traditions and that's why they always say oh we we depend on the church to interpret everything because they want to justify the traditions they keep introducing right they don't want to stick with what the gospels say and I think they know this is problematic. That's why they always say we need the church to interpret for us because they don't want to they, they, they don't want to talk about how, uh, you know, the church, the Catholic Church has added traditions that contradict the scriptures. So I don't I, don't, I honestly don't belong in any denomination. I, I'm just a Christian. I just read what the Bible says and I do it. And that's it. And I think it's that simple. Right. So. I think it's also that simple. And Chris uh, thinks that, too. He agrees. He gives you a ding, ding, ding. I mean, Catholic's kind of Catholic. And, you know, I don't want to disparage all Catholics because, again, like many of the Catholics I've had conversations with, when I kind of try to press them on certain, like, doctrines that we, we find really problematic, they look like a deer in a headlight. Say, bro, I, is it, you're talking about Mormonism or something. I'm like, no, like, this is, this is your teaching. Like, they legit have no idea of this stuff. So, um, you know, I, I certainly don't want to disparage the wide majority of Catholics that I've talked to. But, I mean, the ones that really know and are, have this stuff ingrained in them – yeah, man, it's it's a problem, and they should totally know it. So, I mean, it's kind of like yeah, – I mean, it's funny to do this to to these hardcore, like, Catholics that really know all these doctrines. But um, kind of the same category, like, we would say, like, you know, can a Jehovah's Witness be saved? Can a Mormon be saved? And it's like, look, if there's someone that's in the, the LDS or Jehovah's Witness or something like that, and they are somehow saved, it is uh, in spite uh, – or it's despite the religion, not because of the religion. So, like, you know, I'm not going to say, like, no Mormon is in heaven right now. But it's definitely not because of the Mormon church. It's not because of the Mormon doctrine that's extra biblical. Um, it, it's, it's because of the grace of God, and it is in spite of their, uh, their church, not because of it. Um, so I guess like for, for these like Catholic people, and uh, you know, this will be the third time I've clarified, I don't mean the ones that have a very you know, like arm's length distance to the church and they like, get the gospel and that's good enough. I mean the ones that are like you know, super ingrained with this um, and indoctrinated in these like, deeper doctrines. I mean, man, if, if they're saved— um, it's because of the grace of the God. It, it's uh, in spite of their church, not because of it. Well, I just have a question. I mean, so if if Catholics and Mormons believe Romans ten nine and they've confessed Jesus in their heart, um, and they happen to believe a bunch of extra stuff, why would that change their salvation status? 
Well, it depends what you mean. So that's kind of, a, it shouldn't be a loaded question, but we've been through this before and it's like, well, for Mormons, because that's usually where it goes is, um, you know, Romans 10, 9, 10, they'll say, you know, if you believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead and confess Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. But then it's like, which God? Right there that we're going to talk about the same thing. So they're talking about, you know, the God who was once a man who did something good and ascended to Godhood and then, you know, created all this stuff. Is that so, what I mean, they believe? They're not, yes. So they're not oh, talking. And, and again, and, and again uh, like apparently you have to be like super phenon type level. And I, I know I'm conflating Scientology. It's tongue in cheek. But you have to be like a certain level of Mormon to like really get to this key or to be taken in the temple and shown this stuff or whatever. So again, like your run of the mill Mormon, like I don't think they're all lying to me. Maybe some have been deceiving, but I think a lot of them don't even know this because it's just like, you know, they are at arm's length. They're like, yeah, I have the Bible. Yeah. We have a book of Mormon. We believe it. I don't really know what it says. I haven't really read it all, but you know, so I mean, a lot of these people I really believe don't even know some of this, this nutso stuff we're talking about, but yes, uh, essentially um, at a certain level, just like, Catholics at a certain level, you'll get these like deeper doctrines that are really problematic. So it's like, yeah, if you really believe Romans 10, 9 and 10, uh, if you believe God, which God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that was always in the beginning, the Alpha and Omega, not the created. So if you believe in that God, raise Jesus, which Jesus, the brother of Ar My uh, Michael, the archangel, um, G Jesus, the brother of, of Satan or Lucifer or whatever, mix and match between Mormon and Jehovah's Witness. Uh, no, not that Jesus, the Jesus that is the son of God, God, the son, uh, part of the triune being of God, the Alpha and Omega, which all things are created through and sustained by him, that Jesus. So if you believe that God, you know, and that Jesus, then yes, you'll be saved. That, I mean, that would be like saying, well, you know, can a Satanist uh, be saved if you believe and worship, uh, you know, Lucifer? But you say, well, I believe Romans 10, 9 and 10. And, uh, you know, by God, uh, that really means Satan. And it's talking about the God of this world. It's like, OK, well, you've managed to mess up one of the simplest verses in the Bible. So, no, it's very, very easy as long as you're talking about the same things. So if someone defines God the way the Bible defines God the, and Jesus the way the Bible defines Jesus, then, yes, believe that, confess that you will be saved. Um, if you define God and Jesus as, you know, something completely different, like the brother of Satan or Michael, the archangel, or is Michael, the archangel, then, then no, we're not talking about the same thing. And you've successfully managed to mess up one of the simplest passages in the entire Bible. Got it. Yeah. I didn't know that about Mormons. What, at what point do, is the Catholic teaching reaching to the sort of level you're talking? Well, I mean, it would, it would be hard to reach that level, but I mean, kind of like the stuff that we just did, like, um, I, I don't want to go back and read it because I'm in the middle of a Fortnite battle. <laughs> That's my bad. But where, where I say, look, the gospel is all you need. The gospel is the ultimate. And then she kind of waves that aside and she's like, no, no, no. The church authority is the ultimate. I'm like what? Like, no. <laughs> so I would say that. That's like, that's like maybe the most, the most like messed up thing I've heard, um, is, from is someone of the Catholic persuasion from the perspective in terms of who is best equipped to interpret scripture? Is that what she's trying to say? Uh, that may be what she'd say. I mean, neither one is flattering for her cause, but um, at best, that's what she's saying, which is still a big problem. And at worst, um, she's saying, well, you don't know what the gospel is. You, you mere mortal, um, you know, where I'm, I'm going to take some liberties now where the Bible says there's one mediator between God and man. No, no, there's actually two. There is, you know, Jesus somewhere down there, but there's really the Catholic Church. Um, so the, at best, what you said, she said, at worst, what I said, either one is incredibly unflattering for her position. And I mean, that's that's just like really, really close to the Mormon thing. Like when you start like one messing thing up the, the gospel. Go ahead, Truth. There's one thing you need to we need to all establish here. 
there are like certain denominations that if people are a part of and they know the the full you know the, the their like basic beliefs of these denominations and they embrace it they're not going to make it into heaven the mormons they have these blasphemous views of god they believe that elohim yahweh you know can have sex they believe that when we die we become eternal gods they believe black people come from demons they have all these den den demonic doctrines they believe that jesus had kids and you know all these diabolical doctrines these people are not going to make it to the kingdom they're not they're, they they worship a counterfeit yahweh they're not going to make it into the kingdom unless they reject their basic doctrines and they believe in the full essence of the gospel then that's yeah that maybe that mormon but a Mormon that believes in the basic the doctrines of Mormonism, he's not making it. It's impossible. It's too heretical for them to even make it. The same as a Jehovah's Witness. They believe Jesus is what they believe Jesus is like an angel, right? Or something like that, which is completely against what the gospel says. The gospel is clear, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And if you refuse the Son, you also refuse the Father. So even a Jehovah's Witness who believes in a basic doctrines of jehovah's you know the jehovah's witness they'll not enter the kingdom it's not it, it's it's full heresy and yeah so uh, it depends i mean the closest denomination uh, the denomination that i can be you know that i can say okay these guys believe it some of them can enter heaven or catholics that's it bro because these other these other i won't even consider them denominations i'll consider them heretical groups because these people are not denominations they're just people that believe in these false prophets that are preaching all this crazy stuff like joseph smith and whatever whatever right so even we can't even consider them denominations we can only consider oh, no, them I, heretical groups yeah yeah uh, as far as as far as the religion goes totally yeah I, I i don't think most christians consider them denominations they consider them like cults or yeah heretical groups like i mean you got to know the right jesus like i mean and, and it's like kind of gets into like a no true scotsman it's like no it's not that it really is to a certain point it's like look if you're looking for jesus to save you how do you know like who was it was a c.s lewis, lewis or some apologist is like when they say i believe in jesus you look at them and say which one it's like that if I, they say hey nate's gonna give you a ride to the airport go meet nate and you know i'm i'm uh, uh, they describe someone that i don't know someone that fits your description truth and then they meet me and we're like totally opposite. They're looking for Nate and they have your description, but I'm sitting here looking for the guy. I'm like, where are you? I'm supposed to give someone an airport ride. And they're not looking for the right person. They don't know the right person. So if they're looking for Jesus, who's an, an angel or something like that, or the brother of the devil, it's like, well, we're looking for Jesus. We, we got the wrong one. He's not here. Or, you know, we found an imposter. Well, the actual Jesus, the one described in the Bible is like, all right, well, I'm right here. I stand at the door and knock. Uh, what, Demetrius? No, I was going to say, you know, with me driving charter buses, I, I had the liberty and um, uh, to take J, uh, JWs and also uh, Mormons last year. I actually went to Nauvoo, Illinois, you know, where, uh, you know, the, the Nauvoo Temple is at and everything like that. We took three busloads of kids down there, I guess, for some type of retreat they were doing. And the majority of the adults, because I had a conversation because, you know, one tried to convert me, <laughs> you know, over to, uh, uh, to being a Mormon. And I asked them. I said, well, um, you know, I took him to a scripture, you know, that was talking about the whole, you know, black people came from from demons and stuff, <laughs> and he shut the Bible down, and it's, you know, he said he never read that before, so I'm like, how do I know more about your Mormon Bible than you as a Mormon? Uh, yeah, that's what, I, I didn't want to be disrespectful because I was their driver, but I just kind of brought it up as, well, I've read this before. What do you think about this? And he just kind of shut the whole Bible down and went inside the temple, and I never spoke to him for the rest of the trip. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, if they really believe that, then uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know how they would actually explain they believe it. Um, but uh, I, I haven't looked into it that much. But I can just think if they believe that to some level, it's like, do you think a demon's driving your bus? I mean, if you really <laughs> exactly. believe that, you, you should probably. You should probably call an Uber. <laughs> exactly. Like, do, do, how, what do they believe? They believe black people like are are demons or came from demon. Like, like the Nephilim came from like fallen angels. Like what? Like, yeah, are black it, people it, fine now, or do they think like they're going to get stained by Satan if they like hang out with black people or what? Do you know what they it's, actually it's, believe? It's, de- it's dealing with like skin color. I think it's in the book of Nafi, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't read it in a long time, but it's dealing with like the skin color, and you know, black people are, you know doomed or damned because of what happened and that's why their skin color is this color and just all sorts of stuff and i realized also um two people on the bus had two different mormon bibles um Uh. you know yeah and it said two completely different things meaning the same almost like a a kjv and a niv version or whatever i guess you'll you can say that but it meant the same exact thing so you know a lot of them they kind of, I think it's more so just tradition. Their parents were Mormons. Uh, they believe certain things and, you know, they just kind of perpetuate it down, but they don't know, they don't know truth at all. You know, it's all, it's all just tradition, which, you know, which, you know, even in our faith, a lot of people don't really dive into the Bible like that, but their stuff is total heresy. Everything they have is total heresy. What I don't understand is that like people, you know, People, whenever you talk about denominations, will start saying, oh, who are you to say who's who and who's better? I don't need to say anything, bro. I just have the Bible. And we can all de- And if you ever think I'm wrong, we can debate about it. The scriptures are very clear. I'm not saying anything out of my own mind. I can start pulling up Bible verses if we have to. You know, I have... I have the ammo, right? Or I'm reloaded, man. I'm not scared. I'm because I'm not speaking out of my own mind. Like we always talk about denominations. People start saying, "Oh, you know, you know," because you Christians are fighting amongst yourselves. Who are you to decide which denominations? You, I don't need to decide anything, bro. I have the Bible, and we have the scriptures. We can open them, and we'll see. We'll put each other's beliefs. Um, let's test each other's beliefs to see which one is in accordance with scripture. And that's it. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. I'm not judging anyone. I'm not condemning anyone. I'm just going for what the Bible says and if anyone has a problem you know we can always put our beliefs to the test always uh, anyone else want to say anything all right you're gonna have to wait on me i'm responding to a facebook comment because this person is not stopping how do you know your gospel is correct uh well the bible do you not believe the bible Let's see. I'll just let you into my mind for a minute. I, I, the Holy Spirit living in me, uh, guiding me to truth, bears witness that this is correct. How do you know your church interpretation is correct? How do you know it hasn't been corrupted? But I mean, um, this is the thing with these people. No, how your interpretation is correct. I hate when people always ask that. I mean, it's a fair question, but sometimes a verse is very clear. It's like that verse that says... Thou shall not kill. You shall not kill, right? It's very clear. You don't need to interpret in any other way. It's very clear. You shall not kill. There's so many verses that are crystal clear, you know, and people will always say, ah, that's your interpretation. Well, the verse itself is clear. But I mean, people can just go back to history. They can look at like the early church fathers. They can look at like what, you know, their early writings and the the beliefs of the early church fathers. And they'll see that their beliefs match up with our basic beliefs, right? Us Trinitarians, 
our beliefs and the uh, in our doctrines. The early church fathers believed the same thing we did, and these early church fathers were students of the disciples of the apostles themselves. So I mean, we don't need to go, you know, and argue too much about the doctrines. We can just look at the early writings of the church fathers, or we can just look at the Bible and yeah. So I think people don't want to study. I think they just want to complicate things. They don't want to look into history. They don't want to read the books. They don't want to do their homework. So they just they just keep asking you, how, how do you know your interpretation's right? And when you give them scriptures, they'll say, oh, I'll have to talk to my priest about it. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to see if you're right, right? They don't want to... They don't want to do their homework, so they always run away and repeat the same nonsense over and over again. Yeah, and you know, I thought, you know, she's so, well, the to what you're saying and my own point, like, this questioner or this Catholic person was talking, she's like, how do you know your interpretation is correct? As to insinuate that, you know, she has tradition and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, hang on. That's not like a silver bullet or anything. Like, how do you, um, you know, how do you know your interpretation is correct? How do you know, like, we have well-documented, like, you know, all these, like, mobster, murderous popes throughout the ages. Like, you know, you have, like, the Borgias, and that, I mean, that's probably, like, the tamer side. Like, you have all these, like, you know, popes, pope families, like, they're, like, straight up, like, would put, like, mobsters in New York to shame, like, the stuff they did. So if these are the kind of popes you've had at the highest level, the vicar of Christ, then how do you how can you be sure that all the church authority and church interpretation is completely pure as the driven snow like how how are you so sure that this couldn't have been like corrupted for selfish motivation and reason like you know these people have murdered throughout the ages and done all these unspeakable acts for much much less so what would it be for them to be like oh you know what this doctrine doesn't suit me or i'm going to do this for uh, money or i'm going to do this for power like through cardinals popes like all the church hierarchy like people in charge like the scribes in charge of you know the um like even St. Jerome, right, in charge of a lot of the texts and things like that. If you're going to question, like, how do you know my interpretation is right? How do you know, like, this church tradition is right and completely uncorrupted? Like, we, we've documented the sinfulness of humans at the highest ranks of the church, including the vicars of Christ. Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't want to pile on the Catholics, but I, I do feel like a lot of times when atheists are talking about the great atrocities of Christianity or some of our biggest concerns, a, a huge percentage of that has been driven by the Catholic Church. Yeah, and I mean, at, at this point, like, you know, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of Catholic hate, but I mean, my, my problem is really like the, the Catholic doctrines and the teachings and all this like tradition and, you know, with the, the Catholic apologists who like, you know, are beholden to it. Not probably like however many Catholics there are, like there's probably probably 20 or 30% that would fit this bill. Like the overwhelming majority probably don't even know this stuff and never will. They're just like, yeah, I go to church. Uh, you know, I, I believe Jesus. Um, you know, I read my Bible every day. Uh, you know, that's it. I, my, my problem is not with them other than to like gently be like, well, you know, consider, consider the sources, do some research and maybe, um, Maybe maybe find a happier home. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm certainly not going to start. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. No, I, I, I typed stuff in the chat. I am saw the doctor's office. There's oh, a guy in the chat called Mel. He's just talking too much. You know, he's trying to argue with me and to arguing with everyone. You know, he's talking too. He's barking a lot. So he's, he's just trying to address his point. Just ignore him. No, it's because he's talking about a guy called James Gunn. And I know James Gunn. And yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he worked in Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff. So he was saying, I was just 
he was talking about James Gunn. I just gave my opinion. I said James Gunn is a pervert because he's made some disgusting tweets about kids, right? He's made these jokes about having sex with little kids. And then Malk simply started saying, oh, you look, you sound mad. You're, you're, you're angry. You need a kiss. Ah, oh, Malk, if you think what he said was funny, you're a disgusting pervert like him, bro. You need help. Well, we don't disagree there. <laughs> Hey, I just dropped that scripture, or I guess you'll call it scripture, in the chat uh, if anybody wants to, you know. Where's that? I don't. Oh, the Nephi five twenty one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll just go look this up myself. <laughs> Let's <laughs> see. Do Mormons make the revival available online? Let's just ask AI real quick. Let's see what Chatbot has to say about this. ChatGPT. I I don't really like ChatGPT because he's like he doesn't. He doesn't like talking about other people's religions. Like, you ask him a, a doctrine about a specific religion that makes that religion look bad, and you know it teaches it, but you're just asking ChatGBT, he'll say, oh, no, they don't believe, they don't teach this, right? He'll, he'll just say that. Like, if you ask about black people in Mormonism, they'll, they'll start saying, oh, Mormons believe in equality for, he'll start saying Mormons believe in equality for everyone, and that's it. You'll see what yeah, ChatGBT is going to do. We'll yeah, see. I found that you got, yeah, I, oh, I know. I, I found that you got to kind of lead it in like a super woke way. So as long as, as as long as your like questions are like you know favorable, like you can usually pull the answer out of it. <laughs> um, instead of saying like you know what's uh what's wrong with this doctrine, you're like hey what about this doctrine uh, you know has in the past previously caused controversy with some unbelievers, and they'll be like oh these things. I'm like yeah that's right. Um anyway so Second Nephi five twenty one. Do you say that how you do it in the Bible or would this be two Nephi <laughs> anyway two Nephi? <laughs> okay so um. And he had caused the cursing to come upon them, yea, even a sore cursing because of their iniquity. For behold, they had hardened their hearts against him, that they had become like unto a flint. Wherefore, as they were white and exceedingly fair and delightsome, is that a word? That they might not be enticing unto my people, the Lord God did cause a skin of blackness to come upon them. I do have a question. Um, if I wanted to play, I mean, maybe literally the devil's advocate, um, would that be saying that all black people, this is the, the origin of all black people, or certain people uh, just got this curse of, like, black skin that would not be, like, black as pigmentation, but, like, black as some, like, I don't know, obsidian-type scaling or shale or not related to black black people? Or no, they're like, no, we're totally talking about all black people. Yeah, that I don't know, man. You have to ask the devil that's inside of him. I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> well, I don't care to do that. Um. Anyway, that's interesting. You know, I I have never read the Book of Mormon. It's an interesting book, man. <laughs> it really, is, it, really, is it a long? Is it a long read? Uh, it all depends which version you get. You know, like I said, they got different uh, versions. You know. Well, no, well that's like not. was it. Was it Chris was telling us about like Jehovah's Witness books or their Bible? Their their actual Bible, their God's whatever Jehovah's Witness Bible. Like every time they update it, like I guess every time they find an oopsie or need a revision or need to make it say something different, they'll color code it. So um, all their people will come to church and they'll see that they have the the old color of the Bible, and they'll go give them the new color of the Bible. So that's how they know everyone's reading the most current, um, the most current version of their Bible. Ah, I didn't know that. Wow. It was either Chris or, or Michael. Um, someone was telling us that.
Well, that was fun. <laughs> So you're driving a charter bus uh, right now, Demetrius? No, I'm actually home for two days, man. Um, I uh, I leave out Sunday, go down to Georgia, get into a hotel, and then I got three buses coming down, and uh, we're heading to Orlando for uh, four days. All right. So what? What do you? Uh, so if you're like driving people, then do you just hang out in Orlando four days while they're doing people stuff, or do you just like shuttle them around in Orlando? So I think this is going to be a band trip. So we have to take them to um, All Star Disney so they can perform and you know do what they got to do. And I think oh, okay. we do have some theme park days in there as well. So we'll we'll get up at about eight o'clock, take them to the uh, park, and then we'll just come back to the hotel. And when they're ready to be picked up, we'll just go pick them back up. So we have the whole day to ourselves. Oh, awesome! What are you going to do in Orlando? <laughs> to be honest with you, man, I'll probably be in the, in, in the room. Uh, you know, probably studying, man. Uh, I've been doing this for so long. I don't seen everything I need to see, man. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it ain't nothing that's going to appeal to me like that. I may go grab something to eat, but I'll, I'll be in the room. Studying for what? Oh, just studying, studying. Like the, the Bible or school stuff. Oh yeah. Bible. Yeah. I'll probably be in studying, working on my YouTube page, stuff like that. Maybe uh, maybe carve out some time for Clubhouse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do a little bit of that. But uh, you know, for the most part, man, I'll just be I'll just be in, man, you know. I, I, I'm from Florida, so you know, nothing really excites me about going to Florida anymore. <laughs> Depends on what part of Florida we're talking about. Well, I was born in Fort Pierce, lived in Miami. And, and full disclaimer, I lived in Carroll City, Opelika, Coconut Grove, uh, you know, areas like that. So, uh, it, it, it I, I'd rather be back in the Carolinas than be in Florida, man. Well, I, I went to Winston State for undergrad. I do like North Carolina, but there's nothing like Miami. Yeah, South Beach. <laughs> and once you come from, once you come off to the, uh, uh, over to MacArthur, I mean, you in the hood, you know. So I, I don't have that. Um, I don't have that. I um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't have that idea of Miami. You know, like I said, I lived in you know probably the worst parts of Miami, and uh, you know, me leaving Florida was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. So um, I guess I have a. Uh, you know, a little crutch when it comes down to the state of Florida. I don't oh, really yeah. like it I, mean, I, th I think living versus visiting, it can, it can shape how you yeah. see things differently. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I know a lot of people that are former Miami residents and they, uh, I mean, they say it's just awful. They're like, it's crowded. It's dirty. Like everyone's like rude. And like, they, they paint a very different picture of it. <laughs> Maybe that's living versus visiting. Yeah, man, that really is. Because a lot of people, when they fly into Miami, they see the trees, you know, they see all that stuff, and they go straight to the beach, you know. They don't stop in Hialeah or, you know, those different areas, Alapata. They don't stop in those areas, man. Almost like if you go to New York, you know, there's certain areas of Brooklyn that you don't go to, you know. You stay on, you know, Atlantic Avenue or, you know, stuff close to the Barclays Center or whatever, you know, Manhattan. You know, you don't go into those other areas, but Miami – it's just a, I mean, everything is, the heart of the city is the worst part of the city. 
everything on the outskirts, going down to like Kendall Homestead, uh, Southwest Miami, headed towards like the Everglades, Pembroke Pines, for a lot of that, all that's good. But Dade County, the center of the city, you can you can pay me a hundred dollars. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you can't pay me hundred dollars to spend ten minutes in Miami. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like, I, I do not want to go. I hate trips when I have to go to Miami. If I do any port trips, like taking them to the port to go on the on a cruise, I tell them, hey, let me drop them off and let me take the bus up to Fort Lauderdale, West Palm. I do not want to stay in Miami. And, and what's your big reason? Is it just like crime ridden or traffic or what? What's your big reason that you don't like Miami? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of that, man. Um, you know, growing up in Miami, man, it was just, it was hard. Um, you know, uh, fought it almost every day. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a hard lifestyle when you're, when you're a kid living in those, those type of areas. You know, if I was probably in Richmond Heights or, you know, areas like that down in Kendall, which kind of reminds me of being up in the Carolinas, then things would probably would have been, you know, a little bit different. I would have had a different perspective, but I grew up in the part of Miami that y'all see on first 48. If you ever heard of the Porky Bean Projects, that's why I grew up. All you got to do is go to first 48 or type in Porky Bean Projects, and you'll see exactly where I used to live at, man. I stayed in an area called Robin Hood as well, uh, which was uh, like your um, uh, North Miami area, you know, uh, 95th Street and 14th Avenue. So... Yeah, it it's, it wasn't the best, man. It wasn't. And so uh, now the Carolinas, is that by, are you by Myrtle Beach? That's in Carolinas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually by Charlotte. I'm in a suburb of Charlotte, down into South Carolina. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, I, kn- I know that area very well, obviously, going to yeah. Winston State. And I spent a lot of time at Johnson C. Smith, UNC. Okay. So, yeah, I know that world. So, you know Fort Mill. I don't know Fort Mill. No, is that a military base down there? No, 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 no. That's that's a small little city in uh, South Carolina. It's 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 right on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. Uh, off so of eighty-five. Uh, actually, off of I seventy-seven. Oh, got it. Yeah. All right. So, anything else going on in the world of religion? I do just want to say, like, I reflected a little bit on the conversation with Bob yesterday, and I actually felt sad for him because he basically said that he went through most of his life studying the Bible and not talking to anybody about it. And he he just now seems like this is probably the first time in his life he's interacted with Christians outside his normal box. I That just feels like a sad journey, and, and no wonder he's, he's, he's got some bad in, interpretations. I mean, there's, you know, there's like self-study and then there's self-study. So it's kind of like you, you got to really just, I guess, talk to someone a little bit and, and figure it out because I mean, you know, I've, I've moved around a lot. So, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I guess I can't really relate in that sense. Um, you know, cause even though I moved around a lot and stuff like that and I have like, you know, done a lot of self-study, um, I, I mean, I also have been around, you know, I grew up in a traditional kind of Christian church, uh, you know, Sunday school. So they kind of like, you know, I, I got the main points, but then when it came to like, you know, getting into these debates and stuff like that, and I had to research stuff, I had to study stuff. Uh, I mean, you know, I had the benefit of the internet and, you know, I, I just stuck to the main stuff like Strong's Concordance, Blue Letter Bible. Um, so, so 
maybe I can't relate as much as I would like to think I could. But I mean, they're self-studying, they're self-studying. Like when people say, I, I self-studied and blah, blah, blah. And then they start talking about how, you know, the temples were built by aliens. It's like, okay, that's the self-study you're talking about. Versus, you know, I self-studied, I learned uh, Hebrew and Greek, and now I can fluently read it. It's like, oh, well, okay. So, I mean, there, there's different, I guess, self-studies, like the one that leads to conspiracy theories and like very much contrary to the gospel. And then self-study that, you know, is legitimately good. <laughs> I, I agree. It is sad. And yeah, it, so the part of it, it's like if you're self-deceived, it, it's, it's just sad for that person. But if you're self-deceived and you're teaching others the same, um, I, and, and, you know, a lot of the stuff, like even even atheists that have been around these circles or raised Christian, they're just like, yeah, man, I'm not a Christian, but that's not what Christianity is. So, I mean, even a lot of them aren't going to be fooled by that. I mean, they're, you know, kind of in the dark on other things we believe, like the whole existence of God. But, I mean, even they know that's incorrect doctrine according to how Christians believe it. But if there are any people that are just like, you know, in a bad way in life and they're looking for some sort of better answer – and someone offers them like any level of hope, uh, they'll take a lot of crazy on top of that just to get the like hope or the happy answers they're looking for. So that's when it becomes, uh, you know, it goes from being sad to the person perpetuating it and believing it to, you know, some sort of righteous indignation um, that they're kind of like leading other people astray. And we see this all throughout the Bible, right? Like when the, when the apostles are talking, they're like, look, um, these people are doing one thing. They're teaching false gospels. They're, they're saying they're false messiahs, but then they're teaching other people and they're leading other people astray. That's um, that's like extra not good. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think to your point, like uh, there's a lot of cultural Mormons who are, you know, Mormons because of like, you know, that feeling or wanting to be a part of community, but they don't know the deeper stuff that, that you mentioned. That's why so many of them probably are surprised by the things they're hearing because they joined it more as kind of like the social club and have a good feeling and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's why I try to be, you know, a little sensitive. You wouldn't get that from this conversation. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So like if there are people that, you know, are, say they're a certain thing. I mean, Jehovah's Witness, that's a little harder because I mean, that's, that gets crazy real quick. Um, but I mean, like, you know, Mormons that may not really have a full grasp on the stuff that Mormonism actually teaches. Like I definitely have problems with all these religions. Um because the Bible has problems with them all, but I don't want to have a problem with the people necessarily, unless I find out that the people are the religion. So if they're like, what? I've never heard this before. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to like demonize you. Cause I mean, if you've never heard it before, you've never heard it before. So let me just tell you, this is what your group actually believes and teaches. Um, but then if they, I don't know, go inquire about it, find out, yes, this is what they believe. And then they, they're like, oh, okay. It makes sense. I believe this now too. Well then I, I guess we have problems with your doctrine. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, the nail, if I'm saying his name last night, I thought he was he was very great and showed a lot of empathy with Bob. I wonder if he's got anything to say this morning. Baptized what seminary I go to? I did not go to seminary. I actually was in a Bible college for a while. I was a Bible school dropout. <laughs> I actually got in a car wreck, and uh, it was it was easier to just uh, drop out. I was away from home, and uh, yeah, so I I ended. Two months short of completion. What seminary did you go to, baptized? None? Okay. And that's the thing, right? Like, you don't need a formal, a formal like, seminary degree. Like, when people appeal to, like, authority, like, man's authority, 
which of course, you know, someone's a Bible school dropout would say this, but it's true. It's like, you know, you don't need uh, all this church history and all this stuff. I mean, if you have it, great. It's a bonus. You get bonus points, but you don't need it for the ultimate point of Christianity. Like usually you work your way towards your PhDs to like some ultimate goal. Well, if the ultimate goal is the first thing you learn, it's like, okay, well now any knowledge you heap on top of it, it's good. It can be beneficial, but it's going to have diminishing returns because you've already achieved like, you know, spiritual PhD status by the moment you repent and believe the gospel and put your faith in Jesus to save you and ask him to forgive you, save you, make you born again, give you eternal life, you're spiritually, you got your PhD. Um, so anything you learn, any seminary stuff on top of that, any Greek, any Hebrew, any Aramaic, um, just knowing that those are the three languages the Bible is written in, those are just bonus points. But they're, they're not going to do anything greater than the very first thing you learn, which is the gospel. I don't know. I might call it a bachelor's degree. I'm not sure it's a PhD because I do think that there's more to the journey beyond being saved. I mean, like, that's a fantastic step one. And there's so many things that can happen after that for you and the whole world opens up. But I do think it's fervor to the journey because a PhD is a terminal degree. Right. And I, I, I so I don't I, I'm not sure I, I'm with you on that enough. Well, let me try again. So by that, I mean, um, if like, you know, you're not going to be able to practice medicine, um, you know, without going, well, residency and okay, forget all that. So you're not going to, if someone like requires a PhD to be a professor in a school, right? You're not going to get that with a bachelor's degree. You're going to need to know, you know, the stuff that the, the ultimate, like if they're like, oh, you got a bachelor's great. Who doesn't? So, oh, you got your master's who doesn't like, our requirement is for you to achieve the highest level in this field you can to get your doctorate. So that's what I mean. So it's like, spiritually speaking, there is no higher level than being born again, like spiritually, right? Because without being born again, Jesus says, you can't go, you're not going to be in heaven. So that's the sense I mean. If the qualification for heaven is your spiritual PhD, which would be the highest level in you know spirituality, being cool with God, well, what does that? Is it is it knowing church history? No. Is it any of this other extra stuff? No. Well, what is the one thing that gets you your, your ultimate uh, coolness with God, like okay, reconciled with the creator? And that is the gospel. That is faith in Jesus Christ to save you, his death, burial, resurrection. I hope that makes sense. I'm going to stand by it because uh, I believe it does. So spiritually speaking, the ultimate you can achieve in Christianity is your salvation. Everything okay, else fair. is not going to get you saved. That's, that's what I meant. That's fair. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you have a great weekend, my friend, and, and some of those things get cleared up for you. Uh, wait, wait, what things get cleared up for me? Oh, the, oh, the, the cat thing and the... The household stuff. <laughs> the household stuff. <laughs> oh, no. Are you are, are you leaving me already? <laughs> yeah, I got I got to prep for some meetings. Uh, All right. Well, have an, awesome, have an awesome weekend. Yeah, next next week's going to be a little dicey. I have family visiting. So as if my you know cat vomit and flooding house wasn't enough. Um, now my, my family's coming. So, uh, uh, as, an, as an in-laws or your side of the family, uh, my side, but it really makes no difference. <laughs> you know, having, uh, <laughs> we, we have a, we have a small house. So, uh, you know, having guests is, is always, um, interesting. So, um, <laughs> that'll be fun. Uh, All right. We'll have a go. All right. Take care everyone or take care of you. Uh, let's see. Does anyone else want to jump up and chat for a little bit? Otherwise, I guess I can clean my house and take my sick cat to the vet. So if you want to jump up for a minute and say hi or something. Oh, baptize, I guess we can end the day with you if you want to chat for about 10 minutes. Uh, I'm not making fun of your theology because you're self-studied. I, I would never do that. <laughs> um, I, I'm, and I, I don't 
want it to be making fun of you for theology. I want it to be like, how the heck did you come up with what you came up with by self-study? So that, that's what I mean. And so, I mean, if you if your self-study aligns, you know, with, with the Bible, and I know you, you would say it would, but, you know, not to be a popularity contest or appeal to populace, but, uh, you know, every other Christian except like 10 on the planet would disagree with that. So that's what I mean. And, uh, you know, I guess the best argument I have is, is popularity because I'm like, well, look, everyone thinks you're wrong. It doesn't mean you are. You could have the one true secret, but chances are pretty unlikely. That's that's where we differ. So um, of all the people that self-study and come away with stuff that, you know, seems very much um, in the consensus, again, not saying it's correct. It could still be wrong. But based on the talks and the evidence we have to support the consensus, when you meet other people and it's like, yes, we've all self-studied and all came to the same conclusion. It's like, okay, that's very easy to see, like, you know, God has a hand in this versus if you're one of the people that are like, I have also self-studied and come up with something not a little bit different, but like wildly different than anyone else. Um, that's what I mean. How are you baptized? Well, um, um, good morning. Um, well, the fact is you're a seminary dropout, correct? Bible college dropout. It's different. Well, say, okay, think about what you just said. If you're a dropout, you're no different than me. Your theor your th theology may be wrong. Uh, you know, because you don't have your yourself is your only evidence. So the same with me. I I use the Bible just like you, but I've come up with a different theology, but that doesn't mean mine's wrong. No, so like there there are things you can appeal to. Um so I mean I, I can help your case. And first of all, we are not the same. So like, you know, I would have basically if I'm wrong like 1.8 billion Christians are wrong because we believe, you know, very, very similar things about the gospel. Um, if, if you're wrong, you and like, you know, 30 other people on the planet who believe like you are wrong because there's not a lot. So to help your case, you, you have to just do the counter of appeal to uh, popularity. So yes, through like, you, you know, self-study. And by the way, again, like credentials, I hate it because it's not necessary. Like that's like some like Pharisee thing, like a Pharisaical thing. So like being all self-credentialed, self or, uh, you know, being all accredited or credentialed is like, I mean, it's not contrary to the gospel, but it's a very like human thing, like a human institution thing. Like the Pharisees, you know, you had to do certain study, you had to do certain things to be a Pharisee and to be a priest in the temple. Um, that didn't work out well for them, we see. So, you know, academic accreditation is useful for intellectual knowledge, but it's not going to help you get to the gospel any sooner. So that's what I would say. So if you want to like combat me, it's like, well, I basically have self-studied and, you know, I, I'm on the popular side of Christianity. You're in the very, very unpopular side. So that's all you have to say. Like, if I'm wrong, then pretty much all of Christianity is wrong because what I have, what I believe is what most Christians believe. What you believe is what very few Christians believe. So if I wanted to help your case, I would say something like, you know, Jesus says broad is the path of destruction and narrow is the way and few who find it. So you could say, look, see, a, hundred, a billion Christians can be wrong. And me and the 30 other people have really found it. But the, and, you know, like you could appeal to the parable where he says, why don't you tell these people plainly? And he says, for some, God has uh, blinded them and they're not supposed to receive this knowledge. So you could appeal to that and say, see, I'm the very few who are supposed to be revealed this. Uh, but then I would counter that and say, well, look at the gospel, though, because if, if we're saying like anyone who believes God raised Jesus from the dead and confess him as Lord, which, you know, the billion plus Christians have done, they are saved. So I would say that's not speaking um, 
those well, are the, the trails you could go down to support the case. Let's, let's real quick here, go to scripture. Uh, John 3, 5, you must be born of water and spirit. If you do not have that water definition correct, will you go to heaven? Uh, I, d I don't want to be antagonistic, but I want to say yes. So by, by being, and we talked about this before, you don't have to know what being born, that's like you don't have to know what the Trinity is. Like, you know, if you, if you believe what Jesus says you believe, then, you know, you trust him to work out like whatever born of water and spirit is. Uh, I believe in you, Jesus. So therefore I am saved. So if you say I must be born of water and spirit, I don't need to know what that means for you to do it and for me to be it. Oh yeah. He makes that a command almost because I tell What'd you, you just the truth he says, unless you're born of water and spirit, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now your understanding of the water is, is your birth, right? Your human birth. Yes, but you just said two things yeah, that I don't want. Wrong. I don't want to. Well, I'll, hang on, I'll baptize. No, no, you, no baptize. Okay, baptize. So we've we've reached the end. I, I'm trying to point out something to keep us from going astray, but we're already there. And I guess I I should just go clean up cat vomit anyways. But when you said Jesus makes this a command, pretty much, well, almost. So you just threw out two defeaters and what you said, and then you tr you um you made a false equivalency. So you, you said Jesus says you must be born of the water and the spirit, which I agree with. All Christians agree with. You must be that. But then you're trying to make the case that you have to know completely what that means and the mechanism by which that happens. And even in the verse, Jesus says you must be born of the water and spirit. He doesn't say you must have an understanding of what that means. You must know what this means. He says you must be it. That's like when Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. You don't need to know how that works. Does that mean you have to verbally say Jesus is Lord? Does that mean you have to think it in your heart? I mean, you know, Romans 10, 9 and 10. But does that mean you, um, does that mean you have to, is Jesus like a gatekeeper? Is Jesus an actual gate? Is Jesus a metaphysical portal you go through? You don't need to know that. All you do need to know is Jesus says he is the only way to the Father. You have to go through him to get to the Father. So just because you don't know what that means doesn't mean it's less true. So if anyone gets to heaven, it's through Jesus because he's the only way to the Father, even if they can't explain how that works. Like, is that like dimensional travel? Is that a spiritual thing? Of What does that mean? You don't need to understand it for it to be accurate. Um, that's what I would say. Uh, let me just read up one more Facebook comment thing I got. Let's see what jewel this is. And then I am going to take off. But let me see here. Another reply. Okay. <laughs> Okay, this is funny. Okay, going back to the Catholicism thing. Um, that's interesting. That's the exact same exact same thing the Latter-day Saints would say about their gospel. Um, but it's a cop-out, by the way, because now you've framed your argument such that you're <laughs> infallible because me disagreeing with you means that I'm questioning the Holy Spirit, apparently. Okay, let's see. Um, that's the exact same thing. Indoctrinated. Cheers. Have a nice day. And praying hands. There we go. We'll cap that off with some Christian spite. See, that's bad. I probably shouldn't do that. Okay, anyone, <laughs> everyone, 
Have an awesome weekend. We'll see you next time. Enjoy your day. Later.